Hello, everybody. This is Duncan Fisher. You're listening to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. Don't think of it as a bunch of nerds sitting around talking about Battletech. Think of it as free-to-play Battletech and MechWarrior downloadable content. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hello there. This is Duncan Fisher speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Armed. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, Call on the professional team at ARM. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt armd.net.au. And remember, if you need to get even, get armed. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 43. My name is Phil and I'm your host. It's September 5th, 2012 and I want to say happy birthday, George. You made another trip around the sun. Happy birthday, bud. Thank you, Happy Phil. birthday to you. Happy Wait, because yeah, I'm going to wish him a happy birthday, too, for my shout-out, and then are we going to sing again? Yeah. God, no. This so is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, also wishing George a happy birthday. And, of course, Greg. I, too, will wish George a happy birthday. I'd also like to give a shout-out to the members of Evolution, who were nice enough to invite me to their annual barbecue over the weekend. Nice Labor Day weekend barbecue. And turns out it's a another Eve Corp that's looking to get into MechWarrior Online. They are really psyched for it. So that was cool. We had a little geek out over uh, some of the screenshots and gameplay videos. Right on. Awesome. And George, do you would I mean you're the man in the show. <laughs> do you wish you, yourself a happy want? birthday? Yeah. I just wanna say uh, thanks everybody. It's been great. So my shout out goes to all our listeners and if you said hi on Facebook that's awesome too thank you uh, really kind of overwhelming so thanks guys it's great woo woo you deserve it man I'm, I'm just saying actually you deserve a lot better but this is all you're gonna get I know it's, it's awesome I know it's gonna sound crazy but I recently watched The Expendables 2 and at some point in time I was expecting George the Dude to appear in it I don't know why it was just like you know it's got Chuck Norris it should have George the Dude mm-hmm. yeah and, and I'm expendable I get it Phil I get the hints <laughs> <laughs> no one ever dies was it good? 
We'll talk about that another. That, that that's another part. Another part of the show. Something movie like reviews by Phil. I would love to add a movie review segment. Like Look, we can't even topic. hang on to the book reviews. You aren't gonna do. I know. <laughs> there, there, no, there are plans no. for that in the works. But anyways, I'd like to say welcome to all of our live studio audience. Got a nice bit tonight, and we've got a few, of course, George Ledoux fans. And by fans, I mean women in the audience. They want to give you their birthday spanking, supposedly, George. Just I, throwing I've, that out there. I've gotten a couple already. I like I said on the on the chat thing. I. I Barely can sit at the moment. Thank you. <laughs> and, of course, to all of our new listeners, whether you're running on the treadmill, like flying to breeze, getting your sweat on, or you're just in your car. going. You to know, you, you seem to be uh, somewhat fascinated with FD's uh, sweating activities. Just saying. Okay, is there a problem with that? <laughs> He's a phys ed I, I major or something, man. They, they're I don't, fascinated with sweat. That's right. It's all judge, about health. I don't judge you. <laughs> Don't Nothing to be me. judged, right? Not lying, no. Not... <laughs> no, right, one is saying, on. no one is saying that Phil is like Richard Simmons. No one is <laughs> not saying at all. that. No, I would never say that. All righty, it is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3049. And now for the news. Are you looking for more members to increase the size of your unit, your MechWarrior unit? Or do you just want to flaunt your greatness? For your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the donation page on our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Make a unit sponsorship donation of just $10, and your ad will be included in the following show. I would also like to announce... Well, Phil, you know what? You take this one. Am I allowed to mess with your unit right now? You're allowed to... I said take it. Oh, I mean, okay. Uh, like great, you guys, our hand and each other are units great. <laughs> <laughs> it is a happy birthday for you. Speaking of units, though. Uh, the unit directory is online. Uh, we made an announcement a few days ago. A lot of people have already started to record their units. But basically what the unit directory oh, is, yeah. it's a mass listing of, um, you know, uh, groups, clans... Mercenaries. Clans, guilds, I mean, everything. Yeah, whatever your group is. So that's live right now. So what we need you guys as the unit leaders is to go and get unit, you know, list. Post your info. Now, that being all said, um, Adam also worked into it to where, you know, um, I think he said for like $10, if you do, we're going to mess with it a little bit, but your unit will be at the top for X amount of time. It's like a month's time. So that's why, like, he, he's testing out with the Chief Falcons. That's why they're at the top. So That's a yeah. premium unit listing. So everyone, it's completely free to everyone. But if you'd like your unit at the top, it's up to you. Therefore, getting if more they, eyes if on they it. they pay premium, are they able to, like, show a picture of their unit? It looks like they can from the Chief Falcon page. No, it's it's everyone. Everyone shows. every All those options are available to everyone. So we, we felt that was... Much so. so we'll probably have the opportunity to see a lot of pictures of units if you're in, you know, in the mood for that. Because it's George's birthday, and we're moving on. All right, are you part of a unit participating in the upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Tactics, Living Legends, MechWarrior Four, or any other BattleTech or MechWarrior-related group? If so, reserve your spot on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak Three server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you're logged on. Contact Phil, Alex, or myself, Bombadil, and we'll help you get set up. For the international listeners this week, uh, at the number five spot, 
mo- uh, no, they stayed at number five. Uh, this week is Finland. Moving down a spot this week at number four is Canada. New to the chart at number three is Russia. Now, I'm going to have a little problem saying this, but uh, Dobro Pozalovitz, Russia. That, that was a horrible pronunciation of welcome. You mother to eat. It was either welcome or, yeah, somebody's going to have a hit out for me. Yeah, Thanks, you told man. a mother to eat the puppy. That's what you said. <laughs> well, maybe they do that in Russia. At number two, Germany. And again, at number one is Australia. Community spotlight this week is... Uh, what the well, hell are you reading, dude? I don't even know the person's name, but it's a Mech what Warrior Barnes? Tactics uh, desktop wallpaper. What is it? Wad Varnas, I Wad Varnas, I guess, or Juad Varnas. Anyway, uh, we'll link it, and we'll uh, also have it in the show notes. Uh, any comments on the desktop wallpaper there, Phil? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, he just basically, it's a, the spin around of the mech in their little Unity preview, and he made a few, uh, few wallpapers. He's got the panther and also the dragon. Yes. Great panther shot. Anyway, cool stuff. Anytime anybody puts some uh, effort into something like this for the community, that is cool, and we will spotlight it. If you have a, a community spotlight, something you'd like to submit, send your submission to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Now, uh, in weeks previous and shows before, I've mentioned both Mike and Gus doing um, tabletop games down in southern Florida. Well, uh, as I kind of hoped they would they've joined forces and they are now hosting uh tabletop games every sunday of every month so that's four or five uh games a month uh basically their schedule if you're in the south florida area and you're looking for a battletech tabletop group they will be at the sunshine adventure gaming uh whatever that is the first sunday of every month and the Adventure Gaming Store on the fourth Sunday of every month. That's to play Battletech. They'll also be playing Catalyst Games' other tabletop game, Leviathans, on the second and third Sunday of every month. You can contact Mike or Gus for more information, and that information will be available on our website in the show notes. It's going to be the Battletech Mechacon. It's coming. It's going to happen. It is going to happen. Are you playing a tabletop in your area and are looking for more players? If so then we'd be happy to promote you as well. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info, and don't forget to send us your picks. Are you and your friends playing the DayZ mod for Arma 2? If so, join us at our NGNG server, which is US594. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting, TeamSpeak 3, equipment, software prizes, and other projects. Be sure to check out our donations page, which includes reoccurring donations, unit sponsorships, George Ledoux recorded messages and ads, and of course the t-shirts, which are actually undergoing a slight change, um, and we'll have more info for you uh, soon. And by a slight change, he means more awesomeness directly to you without any hassle. Yeah, basically... um, we're going to have more t-shirts available really quickly, like within the next week or so. So be, uh, be checking our site for that. Lower prices. Indeed. And that is it for today. Phil. All right, guys, we're going to be moving on. We've actually got a guest today. That's a, he's a member of the outreach TS3 server, um, pretty much every day. Uh, his name is Mitchell, AKA Vincent. 
And he's going to be joining us and talking to us about PAX, because he was there. That is, of course, Northwest. So, welcome, uh, Mitch. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome. Good, good. Uh, Remember, Mike in front of the mouth. Sorry about that. Beer was... (laughs) No worries. You've been drinking a lot, dude? Of course. I'm going to see... Oh, okay. It is NGNG. It's and it's he is a member of the Sea Wolves, which you know. Anyways, uh, so tell us about PAX, man. Like, uh, obviously, uh, Tactics was there, MacWare Online. I mean, uh, the whole shebang was there. So, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your? Tell us about the shebang. Well, uh, actually, uh, Catalyst Games, MWO, and uh, Tactics were all in the same room. It was just a separate room off offshoot on the second floor. So it was really cool. It's just like one room of mechs. And then they had also Leviathan and some other games for Catalyst. But they had uh, tables going with Battletech, where you had actual guys from Catalyst, uh, you know, handling it, teaching people, you know, showing them how it worked with all of their custom painted minis. So that was awesome. Then you had uh, pretty much everyone from MWO, other than Paul, because, you know, that would be dangerous for them to go out in public, uh, there answering questions. So it was really just, it, to be a Mech Warrior fan there, it was fantastic. I got actually to talk to, Russ Bullock and and Brian Ekman, as well as the uh, the public relations crew for MWO, who are a fantastic group of people. They hooked me up with some extra t-shirts, so uh, one of those will be going to you guys, and then one of them will be uh, I'll be giving away to someone I like more than other people. Um, uh, moving on from there, Tactics was also like I said in the same room. You had two head programmers there answering questions, walking you through. They had four PCs running Tactics and four running MWO, so. It took a little while to get to play, but uh, the average game, uh, it was Lance on Lance, and it was just, you know, one-on-one with the four computers. You Basically, you had a Spider, a Hunchback, a Jenner, and an Atlas in your Lance. Everyone got the same Lance. You could customize it, uh, but most people didn't because they were just trying to get through it and play it. It was uh, really fun. Um, it's a very early alpha still, and they wanted to emphasize that when I was looking at it and taking pictures and stuff because... The UI still has a lot of work to do. The next patch is going to help that a lot, apparently. But as far as animation goes, gameplay, it, I, I had a blast. I was actually playing against one of the enforcers for PAX, who had been a Mech Warrior fan for years and years and years and years, and he just like found out about all these games at once by walking into this little room. So it was kind of there was a lot of that going on where um, people would just kind of stumble into it and they're like, oh my god, I've loved BattleTech forever. I didn't even realize this stuff was out there. That happened a lot. You know, Echoing some of our previous conversation yeah, about not enough. Uh, well, the the PR, the public relations. I mean, it sucks. Well, in, in, say, it's it's hard, dude. It's it's almost impossible to reach everyone that's ever touched your you know product. I mean, it, it's just not. I can possible. easily reach everyone that's touched my product. Oh, you. But <laughs> ironically, but, well, I can't. I, um, I, um, the oh, sorry. Go ahead. I actually don't think it's that bad. I mean, when you consider that they're just starting up and consider it's free-to-play, or at least a lot of these games are going to be free-to-play. In fact, almost all of them, I think, right? Yes. Yes. I I don't think that they're losing much. In fact, they're actually saving a lot of money on advertising. There is this hardcore community, and there is, what, a million sign-ups or some ridiculous number for the MWO forums? You're saying they're going the guerrilla marketing way and that it makes sense for this business model. They're exactly. going for their they're going for their core players, and, and what's going to happen is those core players will spread the message. Yeah, and then casual once they, players will pick it up. Yeah, once once they get their feet 
you know, wet and they they've are able to put some resources off from development and actually invest a little more in, you know, diversifying the market. Then they can do that, but just as they're starting up right now, I think they have a big enough core fan base that they can save money doing more traditional marketing, have this sort of guerrilla or base marketing, launch a really great product, make it a winner, have us evangelizing it, and then, you know, once they have our money, which they will, they can then, you know, look into new customers as the game gets even more polished. So, Mitch, can you tell us, uh, you said you actually got to talk with uh, Russ and Brian, and you had specific questions. Can you go over any of those? Um, well, with I, I actually, Russ, I wasn't able to get nearly as much uh, dialogue going, but on Sunday it was a little bit quieter, and so I was able to talk to Brian. Uh, I asked him about custom paint schemes, because obviously everyone who's in a unit wants to know about that. And yes, I'm going to have to drink after I finish the sentence. Anyway, um basically they said it'll be within the year. They're going to be rolling that out with the metagame. And what we're going to see right off the bat are your normal uh, pre-made skins, and they're working on tools. Obviously their biggest concern is not violating anyone else's copyrights or having any issues that way, licensing issues. Like uh, putting Hello Kitty on your Mac. Yeah, or, well, or just uh, like I actually, because I, I, I have stickers and stuff for the Seawolf. I, I gave him one, and he's like, well, see, just to ask him what would be the problem, he said, well, we have to make sure the font is right. We have to make sure that this design over here was, you know, not le was not illegally used. You know, do you have the rights to use any of this stuff? All these patterns, all these fonts, all these symbols, even though you might just be grabbing them off the Internet, they can have serious legal ramifications for the game if all of a sudden there's 200 people in the unit flying around with them. So they're approaching that, and they know that it's important to the community. He said that, you know, we just have to figure out the right way to do it. And right now they're still focusing on making the core mechanics of the game work better, you know. Um, but yes, and uh, someone said in there they also have to make sure people aren't just posting, you know, your, your typical internet images that no one needs to see. Okay, yeah, that definitely makes sense. You don't want any legal issues, especially uh, have to deal with lawyers. I think Darren hates those. I love also, me some lawyers. TTP. Uh, and going further on that, he did say that there will be specific places you'll be able to put custom logos. It'll be the same for every uh, every mech. They're going to have specific patterns and places for customization, and that's how they're going to start it out. They might have some more advanced tools. He didn't get specific as to whether or not you'd have to pay for them or they'd be free, but I got the feeling you're probably going to have to pay for those, you know, that nice, you know, to make your uh, your mech look really badass. But, you know, that's how they make their money, so there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Um, uh, did I, you get to talk to with the tactics guys? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I actually have a ton more for the uh, the MWO guys as well. But uh, the tactics guys were very cool. They were actually, I think, busier than everyone from MWO because people were just walking in and just being like, "Oh my god, this is I've so wanted to see this for so long," and uh, they were just swamped. Plus, you know, obviously, it's a little less intuitive than hopping in a mech and shooting stuff. But uh, they, they, I was able to talk to them. Right now, they are not. Uh, this is a little bit of tech, technical data. They're running basically at 720p for the game, and they, it does not currently scale, with, uh, which is kind of a big deal for you know anyone who has that high risk monitoring. You want to see the big battle, but that is on their list of things to get fixed. But down the, that's pretty far down the road. Um, I asked them about you know marketing and all that kind of stuff, and they basically said the same thing. We've got that hardcore group. We're you know we're trying to make it accessible at the same time. But they've only got 40 people in their uh, alpha 
borderline beta right now. They were giving out keys at the show, and I managed to get one, but it is not working yet, unfortunately. But the, it was very cool. That it's a it's a poster with MWO on one side and Tactics on the other, so it's really cool to see both of them working together because that's going to build the best brand. I have to say that uh, makes me feel a lot better knowing that there's so few people in the beta. <laughs> yes, I so. Uh, playing MWO and playing Tactics, can you tell us one or two things from each that you really, really enjoyed? Something, you know, uh, whether it was game mechanic and animation, a moment, I mean... Something that stood out to you. For MWO, it's how awesome a Jenner feels. It, it's just beautiful. I've never played a Mech Warrior game where the light mech felt light. Like, I mean, just it, it just goes. It, you know, it, it, it's awesome. It's it's a beautiful game, obviously. Uh, it, it really the, the detail is there. They're really pushing it. I got to see the gaming boxes they were using. It wasn't crazy specs, but the frame rates you were getting were awesome. But yeah, the Jenner just always stood out to me. For tactics, it was probably just the more sense of chaos than I would totally expect because, you know, one guy's doing his turn, I'm doing my turn, and then we just let it roll. And I'm like, all of a sudden, my spider's disabled, and I have no idea what happened because I wasn't quite paying attention because I was, uh, you know, pelting the dev with questions. And so I'm like, oh, crap. All of a sudden, my whole tactic I was flanking didn't work. And it, was, it, was, it felt far more frenetic than any other tabletop, obviously, I've ever played. And so I think that the ability to have the calculations just happening in the background just does lead to, it feels almost more like a collision of force as opposed to, you know, chess. Okay, now, with the tactics, uh, um, obviously, if you've ever played the tabletop or, like, Mega Mech, uh, you have your stages, you know, you go through. Uh, and when you do your, you know, your engagement, you fire your weapons and everything, you actually get to see what happens afterwards, like Mega Mech. I really like it displays info. Uh, obviously, in tactics, it switches over to a cinematic and shows you a breakdown. Does it actually tell you in a... Is there any interface that says, like, line by line what happened? No, not currently, but I think that's more of a user interface improvement that's down the line. Because I was asking them questions, you know, about metagame, planning campaigns, all this different stuff. And they're like, dude, you're listing our entire whiteboard of great ideas. We want all this stuff right now. We're just trying to get the core mechanics there. Um, it, it basically, was, like I said, it felt like two armies clashing. You, I told, you know, my Atlas to unload on his hunchback. And then it turned out he loaded his hunchback with just nothing but SRMs, and he just destroyed me. And it was all so quick that you're, I mean, I didn't feel disoriented, but it was definitely, I felt like I got punched in the mouth. It was, it was cool. I liked it a lot. Very, very cool, man. So, I mean, the whole vibe at PAX, uh, I'm sort of jealous we were wanting to go to that, but we weren't able to. Maybe in the future. I, I think they're especially happy this year. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, um, I was actually wearing my NDNG shirt, which is awesome, the, with the Warhammer. And we were literally, anyone who saw the shirt and recognized it, we were dragging them over to the booth. And so many people had no idea about these games. I mean, and I'm talking people who have, like, massive armies for tabletop that still play. They just don't even know what's going on be, because of the lack of advertising that you guys were talking about earlier. Yeah, I think it, it, it'll happen. It's just going to have to, it'll take time, I mean, to get I, the word think... out. Yeah, I agree, Phil. And I think um, in a lot of cases, I th especially for guys who are still playing the tabletop and things, I mean, not everybody is as hooked up online as, you know, some are. And I wouldn't think that 
you know, throwing out a couple of uh, of uh, printed advertisements, you know, in game magazines, whether it's, you know, PC Gamer or other, you know, uh, types of magazines like that. I think that would be a good idea, you know, because that, well, that's, they're, and that they're would doing help. that, you know, IGN, stuff like that. They're doing that. Have you seen that stuff? In a ma- I've never seen anything in yeah, a magazine yeah. yet. Well, magazine. magazine, dude. Who reads magazines anymore? Everything's online. Me, Darren, some of these old guys. <laughs> I happen to subscribe here. to PC Gamer. <laughs> so oh, the age comes through. Okay. Anyway, well, sometimes your actually, power goes well, out. You have to have something you can look at. Give me ten years, Phil. So. You know, you have I'm, to use the bathroom. You need something to read. <laughs> you ran out of toilet paper. No, I wouldn't use my PC Gamer for that. <laughs> They actually were giving out beta keys for MWO at PAX, but it was in a very select location. It was at the urinals in the bathrooms. There was a big, there was a poster with a QR code that you had to scan and you could get into the closed beta. Well, that's weird. Yeah, I <laughs> thought really it was eccentric. Yeah, I, I, I walked into the restaurant like, oh, hey, MechWarrior Online, cool. Because <laughs> the that's first the thing I think about when I take a piss. So, what about that rifleman? Let's go. <laughs> My centurion. Check out my PPC. Oh, oh, there is a lot of you know contact with your unit. Absolutely. Talking about blue balls. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, you gotta awesome. dump your ammo sometimes too. You know. <laughs> Vincent, we do appreciate the feedback. Uh, tag along. We're gonna, you know, we got to make the show move forward. But we're gonna be talking yeah. about some of the things you mentioned. So uh, appreciate you uh, giving us info. And he's also helped us get a few more contacts. So thank you again, my friend. Yep, thank you, Vincent. Thank you for giving me a chance to share it because, I mean, there's some really cool stuff out there. Um, after talking to the guys, especially for Tactics and MWO, it, these guys do care about Mech Warrior. They are just as enthusiastic as we are. You know, I mean, I know that there's, there's always the skeptics out there when it comes to devs, and I just came away with so much more enthusiasm than I had already. It was, it was just a fantastic experience. Totally worth $60 or $65. Yeah, from meeting them myself, I totally agree with you. No, it's nice that he, you know, he he appreciates the uh, chance to come out and tell us about that. We appreciate that, but I, I have to tell you, Vincent, don't get used to it, man. We got we got enough hosts on this show. We don't need more. <laughs> I think George feels a little threatened. <laughs> when don't I? <laughs> we are currently waiting for a garage door. By and the we way, will... that should be any time. There we go. Yeah, it was already, it's done. By the way, uh, we have some of our live studio audience saying they've got their t-shirts. Pictures. Seriously, help us out. Even George. Pictures, pictures, pictures. pictures. Let's do it. Get them rolling yeah, on Facebook. Share them for us, and we'll get those up. Um, and of there's course, totally got to be better looking people out there than me, you know. So get those pictures. <laughs> I know the ladies will be happy, uh, Morgana, if you're listening. With the new T-shirts, you'll be able to order. You actually get to pick your color. Yeah, you wanted that pink Ick. shirt. Pink shirt with a Warhammer Marauder or Archer or soon-to-be Rifleman. By the way, the Rifleman... Oh, my God. The Rifleman looks... I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably going to be my favorite one out of the four series. Let's just say the early work. Amazing. Is that like the picture on the Facebook page? Yeah, well, the Rifleman's not on there yet. Oh, okay. It's It's the fourth and final mech of this series, and he's currently working on it. Should be done soon, but we've seen some preliminaries, and it's going to be fucking awesome. All right, guys. Moving on to Mech the Week. Go big or go home. It's the Steiner motto, I think. And now, this week's Mech of the Week. 
Alright, you guys chose it, and the winner is... is... He's here? He gets to hear it? Yes, yes, he's... Look at it, he's happy dun, like dun, a dun, dun. little schoolgirl. Uh, the Scorpion, a.k.a. the actual Scorpion. 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 He calls it the Scorpion. He's from the South, you know? Oh, that's yeah. why. Alright. So... He says that while eating a fried Twinkie. It, it only took him, like, eight months to get this Mac, you know, up here, so... Um, it just think, shows perseverance pays off. Yeah, I think uh, Frantic Pride from the uh, Jade Falcons posted all of the Jade Falcons vote Scorpion for Boo. So, <laughs> you have an entire unit for you, Boo. Like you didn't know that already. Yeah. So oh. when we get sick of you, you can go there. I see what you did there, Darren. All right. So let's let's get some background information. Medium Mac, 55 tons. 97.2 kph that's pretty damn fast for a medium um is limited on its weaponry a ppc and an srm6 that's basically like a, a panther so um you know not heavily armed but you know it's pretty damn fast so maybe maneuverability uh, i was introduced in 2570 by the terran i don't <laughs> how do you pronounce that i've always I, wondered the gemini Hegemony? Yeah. It's, it's a whole bunch of chicks. Uh, if, no one knows about the story of this. I just love the fact TA. that when I typed that out, I knew that was going to happen. I've never, like, I've said it in my head, but it's like, is that how you pronounce it? The the TH is actually funny. It's like, um, it's like controlled by Amazon women. It, it's like a completely different part of the inner Ooh. sphere. Yeah. Dude, that's that's where I, like I grew up. Idea. Very open to sexuality. Like, it's, it's like... Uh, they got any books? About it. I'll read those. Yeah, no, right. yeah. Fifty Shades um, of Grey. <laughs> it was considered ahead of its time. Uh, the mech was shown by most uh, because it's a four-legged mech instead of two. Um, it was eventually rele- relegated to infantry support role, um, but it's pretty stable just for the fact that you take a leg off, it's still walking. You know, it's still running. Um so yeah, that's... basically the goons have to work twice as hard to leg you in that one. <laughs> well, I see what uh, you did there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so get this though: someone actually uh, made a comment um, saying, "Oh yeah, I remember that MechWarrior Two uh, mission with the where you have to rescue the scorpion. That wasn't a scorpion. That was a tarantula." So just I just wanted to correct you because we don't need to spread rumors. Get your insects right, damn it! Yeah, that that's a clan mech. This one is. Yes, I know nice. it's an arachnid. So, you know, uh, I just but, took a look at the picture of the thing. It actually looks more like a coffee table mech. I hadn't really seen a picture of it. The the name coffee table mech just didn't strike fear into their em- enemies, so they had to change it. Oh, okay, that's a good that's a good reason. Yep. Now that that picture I just posted is one of the revised ones. Um, like that looks like a more table. futuristic coffee table. That looks, that looks that's like something belongs in Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. That one looks cool, man. And it's got like a big star on it. It is from Soviet Russia. Very Tachkoma esque. Well, the cool thing is, I like that one better than the original. But it's. I've never actually used this personally, but I've had it used against me by, nonetheless, Boo himself. Which I think is probably when he fell in love with. Is that right, Boo? Or. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yes. I, I, th- I think that he actually... He fell in love using it against you. 
we were like, oh, well, let's find someone to be OPSEC, you know, the OP4 guy playing against us in Mega Mech. You know, let's get Boo. He's never played before, right? It'll be easy. Yeah. <laughs> he freaking, like, annihilates half our Merc unit within the first few rounds. It was hilarious. But really, really effective in Mech. Uh, it was cheap. It's fast. It's hard to hit. So if you haven't used it, uh, check it out. Four-legged Mech. And like I said, it runs on a little bit different terms because it does have four legs. So... Little known fact, they were going to make a land air mech version, but uh, that idea got scrapped. So we're moving on to community questions, and we've actually got quite a few. That's what happens when you take a break for two weeks. All right, so the first one is by Elemental Specialist, and he says, and this is a question for you, George, what kind of paint job would you have on your mech? Would it be like flames, pinstripes, spinners, neon underglow? Yeah, I don't think neon underglow is your style, but what would your mech paint job be, George? Gee, that's a good question. Um, hmm, I'm tempted to say something silly and stupid, but uh, wood paneling. <laughs> no, we could say Fifty Shades of Grey. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> wood paneling. <laughs> I would totally make a woody mech. Yeah. Okay. You probably get a woody just thinking about a mech. Anyway, I do. Um, boy, that's a good one. I, I guess if it was a serious thing, I would probably go with something very, you know very military style but if we're just goofing around god i got crazy crazy ideas for stuff i'd probably paint it up with all kinds of penguin shit <laughs> nice because <laughs> i got penguins in my logo uh, so i just imagined like, are, are we talking penguin feces or are you talking no, black no, and I, white i almost imagine an entire mech with penguins over the entire thing and they're all saying mine 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 <laughs> there you go I'm thinking yes, that could with be a beat. There you <laughs> go. Someone actually drew, sent me a picture. Uh, I don't, I, I don't have it here. I can't show you, but it basically is like a, 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 it looks like a raven, but it's got a penguin piloting the thing. It's a pretty funny picture. It, it looks like it's done by a semi-professional, so I don't know where they got it, but uh, it's cool. All right. Our next it, question is by Seth, aka Adam. Which, by the way, Adam, again, I'd like to thank you for putting all that time and effort into the unit directory. Good shit appreciate that and he asked does anyone else remember if there were plans for mwo's mech models to change based on what weapons were installed on it it seems that it recalls lasers would have different bore sizes and that subject was brought up when they first saw the the form user killer hunchback it had two auto cannons and a machine gun in the right torso but the model still showed a normal ac 20 that's actually a good question i i don't know um I'm assuming it's 2012. I'm assuming that they can set up a system when you change um, geometry, like an actual weapon that changes the physical geometry on your mech. But uh, have you guys seen any screenshots or on the videos? Has there been any changes visually to the to the I, think, I think that while the technology may be there, um, there may not be the drive to do it. For example, if you replace an AC-20 with two machine guns... Um, I just don't see them taking off that big hunch to put two machine guns on the shoulder. You know, like it just doesn't really make visual sense. It'll, it'll be who would, you know, it's a mech with two machine guns on its shoulder. Big deal. It just doesn't make sense to do that. They haven't really said that they're going to, so I don't suspect that it will. Yeah. I think it it might change slightly, but I don't think it's like every single weapon you put on there. Cause what happens if you do put two ACs on a particular location or two large lasers, you know, um, I think one of our live studio audience, Sarah, uh, says during one of the dev chats, the answer was no. Um, so 
Well, I'm sure there. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of it, but I don't think it'll be outright what people. It's just the different variants, and then I think that's pretty much the limit of it. Those variants can that from quite substantially. I mean, think about that. We've seen the catapult with the PPCs. It's got these two big barrels instead of the boxes that we're usually accustomed to. That's a variant, though. That's not. So what? What he's saying is, if you took those PPCs off and you put something. Two else, small lasers. Yeah, what would happen to the physical geometry? Now, someone's mentioning. Go ahead, uh, Vincent. I can tell you at PAX that when we swap stuff around, nothing happens. There you have it. So yeah, no, the, uh, and uh, they didn't. Uh, I asked questions like that. It didn't. That's not a high priority right now. I mean, they're they're more concerned with pumping out models than they are with uh, actually changing, making it so every model has you know two hundred different variants based on the weapons right now. Yeah, because you got to think, and MWL uh, people have just mentioned in the live studio audience. Well, I thought MWL did it. MWL does, but it, they used a pod system. Um, so it's a yes, but no, they designed, um, I'm not going to get into the technical aspects. You can go read it. Uh, Lear actually posted, but it's quite lengthy PDF, but I love hearing you talk tech. I know. I know. Talk um, tech, but talk slower, very slow. Is that slow tech, <laughs> low tech, slow tech. Yeah. Slow uh, and low. But I will say <laughs> that, you know, it is 2012, but it's very, very difficult because you got to think. Take that uh, the K2 example. You know, how many weapons are you allowed to put if you take off that PPC in that arm? If you're allowed to do one, two, three, or four, you have to physically create geometry that would be able to fit the weapons at any given time when you post it, if they had weapon models. You know, it, we could get into another part of that show. We've got a long one today, but there was your answer. It's a no, unfortunately. Maybe down the road. Well, well, and and what I got from them was the bigger problem is hitboxes. Because if you change the shape, it's a different hitbox. So you're creating way more hitboxes for every chassis. Yeah, and I think they're going with the whole... Um, your weapons are inside the mechs. Like, the, the weapons, you don't see them on the outside, per se. They're, they're protected by armor, and they've got, like, this, you know, structure around them. So the next question is Josh Davion, and this is actually a good one uh, for Darren. He says, this question is for Bombadil, concerning the Bombadil show on YouTube. What are your plans for bringing us MWO content? Will it consist of Pug or Aces engagements, tactics demonstrations, special skirmishes between Aces and other units? I'm really interested in the show and where it could go with MWO. And I know we recently talked about this. Should we let them know any of our plans? Well, I mean, yeah, we can definitely let them know our plans. I mean, basically, my answer would be all of the above. Anything that people want to see, uh, I'd be interested in doing. The only thing that you might not see, which is also why I haven't joined a, a clan in um, World of Tanks, is because a lot of clans or groups don't want you seeing their strategies or whatever. So it'll just depend on, on what uh, the content is, but we're really interested in doing everything that we can do. I will say... I think our unit should bear all. <laughs> yeah. I will say from NGNG's standpoint, we have talked to people and we will continue talking to people who will remain nameless until otherwise to be able to do a lot more for you guys to be able to create a pretty cool experience and it would be centralized of bringing you content that maybe no one else would be able to bring you in a particular style and format so we are working on that more of it will 
come to fruition the closer we yeah i mean basically we have a lot of plans uh big aspirations uh big asses um also we're we're... and coffee show can you imagine how awesome (laughs) that would be you know coffee cook fill my coffee and phil eats it yeah um but uh, we're we're actually buying gear right now to get ready for doing more YouTube type stuff. So we're buying the equipment, and uh, it will be happening. And and there's a lot of stuff we can do, whether it's for the Bombadil show or for the NGNG show or whatever the hell we do it for. Uh, we will bring it to your attention for sure. All right. The next question is Stingray, and he says, "For me, during your service to our nation." And operating a tank, did you ever imagine that you were piloting a battle mech into the field of battle? No, I just want to mention, because he said hats off, so hats off to you, buddy. Hats off to everyone who's been over there serving their country, no matter where you're at, except for the terrorist. I hope you all die. Um, so, have I ever thought about piloting a mech while I was in my tank, and when we were pointing it at bad people, that it just so happened to be a Centurion's AC... No, no, I, 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 I probably have never, ever done that. Um, <laughs> no, but in reality, um, I was actually more concerned. Uh, I had other things on my mind to uh, making sure me and my uh, crew were coming home. So actually, I didn't daydream to you know at all. No, actually, to be honest, I was more worried about getting my head blown off. So, Here, here's a question for you: When you're in a wartime type situation. Uh, I'm sure it's always on the maybe the front of your mind uh, that you don't want to get shot at, and so tanks have somewhat of a low profile. Wouldn't you be concerned if you're out there in the battlefield with a mech that you're basically priority tar- target number one, and everybody can see you from every direction? Well, it depends. I mean, I, I've actually had people ask me, "Well, do you think a mech's actually you know a viable you know military vehicle?" My actual answer is yes. Now, when I say mech, what size are we talking about? Are you talking about, like, Gundam size? Are you talking about, like, mech battle tech? Are you talking about armored suit, sort of like the whole Avatar? or power? Go 50 ton, 100 ton, somewhere in there. To be honest, if you look at the size of, like, a light to medium mech, three to four stories tall, if you go walk outside, most of your trees are taller than that. The ability to maneuver around, the ability to evade fire... It, it is a bonus and you know as far as the streamlined profile something that's a box moving around not so much that's why if you'll notice tanks the whole streamline down to ground earth uh the turret sitting lower the hull sitting lower it's so when we go into a hull down position all you're seeing is barely anything the gun sticking over and that's it so i mean low profile the better as far as a tank but a tank's also a pretty big vehicle Whereas a mech would be standing uh, upright, possibly you know on two legs. So in my yep. in my opinion, something like a battle mech would actually probably be very very uh, dangerous because maneuverability factors too. Being able to move over terrain a lot easier than uh, than a tank. So uh, you know, there's always what ifs. You can say, well, tanks aren't really viable on the battlefield, and you know, blah blah blah. This. So I'm just saying. All right. Sounds good. All right, Um, Anybody in the live audience have a question? Ding, 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 ding. Vincent, you are not in the live audience, but you're welcome to ask a question. Oh, I was just kidding around. Sorry. Then... You son of a... (laughs) You're out of here. You got trolled. Uh, Anybody. 
Anybody have a question? Questions going once. Going... There's a question. Uh, doggy style. Uh, next question. Well, what, what, what position was Phil in in the tank, according I to... I already answered. Question. Doggy style. I did Oh! Ha! <laughs> uh, I, see you, I see what you did there. Yeah. Her, Elemental her specialist asked tank? Phil, what What's position, it? I'm assuming, of the crew were you in the tank? Now, Phil was a bottom. <laughs> Always a bottom, never a top. For those, for those who don't know, uh, the M1A1, you have four crew members. You have a driver, loader, gunner, and tank commander. Usually, uh, how the Marine Corps works when you get to the Fleet Marine Force in like second tank battalion, you usually start off as a driver. Though some tanks may need a um, you know loader. Um, I started off as a driver. I moved my way up to a loader and then gunner. But at all times, especially when you're like an NCO, you may be the tank commander. You may be like in charge of the tank. Uh, for instance, the tank I was on, it was the one tank, which would mean that it's the tank the lieutenant was on. So basically, you have a, a effective crew members of three, and your lieutenant's there is sort of, he's making sure all the communication between tanks and the situational awareness is going between all four tanks. So basically, instead of having four crew members dedicated to everything that's going on inside the tank, you sort of go down to three. But that's not saying he was a complete idiot. We actually had a really, really cool uh, lieutenant that knew his shit. He was from the Naval Academy. So I've been uh, a driver, I've been a loader, I've been a gunner, and I've also been a TC. So cool. which do I enjoy more? Well, I will say pulling the trigger and that main gun going off to your direct left and you've seen it go downrange is probably the most bonafide situation you'll ever experience so if you ever get to go to a tank ramp or tank uh, range or anything like that do it it is awesome is that really a thing that people yeah, can actually go to yeah I mean, i'm there you know man someone yeah if you know someone in the the military usually when they go to the tank range you can go and you can watch and stuff but i will say um i know uh i think we ogre uh said that you know tanks are sort of becoming an archaic sort of old thing it's true Militaries always try to phase tanks out, but I'll tell you, when you have one of those next to you or, you know, grunts needing fire support and one of these things rolls up and that cannon goes off, that main gun, you just can't replace, literally, I know this sounds weird, the shock value of it. That's what a tank, you've got shock, um, and then obviously the weapon systems that you bring to bear. And if you get hit by a tank round, you, you're not physical pieces anymore, you're pink mist. Uh, out of curiosity, what do they try to replace it with? Because it sounds pretty awesome. Well, um, it really depends. Uh, you look at the army; they got uh, lighter, smaller, faster. You've got like the striker, which the actual the striker is like a module. It's like an omni mech, basically. They have uh, modular system, so they can swap out. There's like a medevac one. There's a, a anti tank one. They actually have one that has like 120 millimeter. It's the same type, same gun as like the the M1A1. Now, the what do you take away from that? armor um i mean you know just throwing that out there for everyone in the live chat i did actually just post a video of it's a video called rifle out of tank battle and the cool thing too with a lot of these armored vehicles is the systems they have and you know you think you're hiding as that little haji in the corner you know pointing an rpg at our guys uh if there's a tank or other armored vehicle around with thermal uh vision you're not hiding next thing you know that video happens and you're uh that was no longer there. So, 
You know, uh, you know. I'm gonna sort of side tangent, but all the military forces, except the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps is unique in a way that even from the higher ups, they say, uh, you know, we train to kill. Uh, you know, I, I take, I talk lightly about situations, but you know, it's it's not a joke. You know, so out there, you know, we try to we glorify, we talk about battle tech, but in reality, it's a it's a, it's a crazy world out there. All right, guys, we're moving on to MechWare Online. We've got a chat script with Matthew Craig. Obviously, most chat scripts are pretty lengthy. Um, but is it as lengthy as a unit? Depends on whose unit you're talking about. I don't know. Some of our aces, you know, we're a pretty large unit. You got no size on the goons. Um, some other stuff. You know, I mean, there's some cool stuff that comes out of it. Uh, it's a lot of technical stuff. Because what you know, we talking about cool stuff that comes out of the unit? Oh boy! What are we talking about <laughs> oh, our unit sorry. has a lot of. Depth. We're all going to hell. Oh, by the way, uh, Phil, do you do you notice a difference when Catra's uh, not here? <laughs> to summarize these chats and so forth. Well, no, I've actually I've read that. I think we actually sort of covered that one before. I don't know why it's still on there. So, um, oops. Um, okay. Uh, we've got weekly screenshot 16, which is a glorious uh, cockpit shot of the Atlas AS7-RS, um, and he's targeting a catapult. Is anyone else having trouble getting MechWarrior Online to come up? <laughs> yeah, the site's a little slow. Um, their actually site went down yesterday, so some of the links may be a little slow. Once you get it up, your unit, make sure you check out the cockpit. <laughs> oh, it's there. There it is. Oh, that's a beautiful shot. Is that the what? What map is that? Caustic Valley. Oh yeah, Caustic Valley. Okay. Yep. 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 That's what everyone bitches about. Okay. Yeah, it's hot there apparently. Um, Not as cool hot thing... as you, Phil. You big hunk. Thank you. Thank you. Um, another thing that came out uh, during this time was the River City trailer, which was really cool because one, it was introduction pretty much to everyone to a new map. Uh, the first really urban environment, uh, if you haven't checked it out, it's being linked for you right now. Click on the link. Wait five minutes. Yeah, very, very cool. Obviously, it's over at MWO, so it might be a minute. There's also the desktop wallpaper, uh, number nine, which I'm really liking that the fact that they're bringing out new content pretty much every week. And this is actually one of my favorites. Um, it has the hunchback just in full-blown just awesomeness in my opinion this but does it have an urby is the urban map have an urby come on does it there's no urban mech yet son of a bitch i can fun, tell you after fun. talking to uh, brian that they do have the first 32 mechs lined out and number 16 hasn't come because it's been reserved for a magazine premiere did you say the first 32 mechs yes i did jesus there's that many did. Dude, there's like 300. <laughs> I, what are you talking no, about? I know that. I'm being I'm being facetiously stupid because that entertains you, remember? It you, makes you, you sound smart. This is what Darren told me to do. The problem. <laughs> I said, yeah, all of us need to pretend to be dumb so Phil feels smart. Thanks, guys. No, he didn't say it quite that way, Phil. Don't listen to him. <laughs> He's just being mean. He said you're just a little slow. That's what he said. Well, I appreciate the honesty. I like you. I don't care. It doesn't bother me if you had a little trouble in school. None of that bothers me. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, they also had another average day in beta, which basically gives a little uh, readout 
little story behind it. Very, very cool. I like the fact that they're taking the time to do it or someone's taking the time to do it. Um, and, you know, it gives those individuals that aren't in the beta, which, God. Can you imagine Alex's uh, average day in beta? It'd be, you know, fat, 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 play some MWO. Fat, 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 play some more MWO. That's about it for the no, day. No, I, I, I didn't need that image now. <laughs> Thanks, jackass. Um, <laughs> very, very cool. The one thing I will say is... If you're not in beta right now, I mean, can you imagine being like one of the hardcore fans and you've got buddies that are in beta, everybody else is in beta, and you've got friends that you've introduced to probably MWO that got in beta before you, and you're still not in beta. I, I'm sorry for if you're listening. I, I don't feel I'm your listening, friend. and I'm sorry. I got beta, and I can't play it because my computer can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> What's if worse? hung around at the John at PAX, you would have been in. I don't. Yeah. I don't do that. I, I I gave up doing that in college, man. Careful of your foot stands. Yes, this is important. So um, they've got that. They also have another weekly screenshot again because we took a two week uh, break. This one's actually unique because all you see is LRMs, LRMs in your face, and pretty much your LRMs keep. I forgot the Darren, words. Uh, that's right. Darren was in the music business. We can get him to do stuff for us for free. <laughs> Definitely not singing. Now, MWO has taken a new turn is that they're deploying the C3 voice integration. Remember, they had officially come out and said that they're really not concerned with, you know, uh, voice TS3 or whatever. And then all of a sudden this move. You know what I think it was? I can almost point towards, I bet you had to do some uh, beta, people playing together on TS3, blah, 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 this, and they said, oh, well, maybe we actually do need to. So good decision on your guys' part. So it's called the C3 voice integration. So I like the fact that they use C3 just for you know anybody. Can, you know, it's funny. I actually did ads for, uh, is it Vivox? Vivox? I think it's Vivox. A couple, about a year or so ago. Anyway, here's a question because you guys might play with this. I've never actually used it in playing a game, but how come in the Business Wire um, article that Boo has put up, why does it call it the disruptive voice communication system? Well, it's because it disrupts what you're thinking about. Well, okay. I, I think well, actually how is it might that be a good referring idea? to it muting the noises no. around you when somebody's yeah. talking. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think uh, from gameplay standpoint, being able to communicate with your teammates in a in a simulated first-person shooter where you're playing the mech, you don't have time to go type, oh, where are you going, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're dead by then. So being able to basically communicate effectively and easily is, hell, that's one of the most important things in a military unit. Uh, so them switching over and being able to integrate this uh, voice integration software is actually, in my opinion, really good. Now, does that mean you have to use it? No. But it gives those who aren't maybe in a unit and are just playing with pubs, or maybe you are in a unit and you're just playing with pubs. I don't know. Maybe you like playing with other units. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I don't judge. But you have the ability to do so. Well, uh, actually, when I was talking to... Brian, I think part of it is is uh, he was telling me how they're implementing uh, the more of the economy in beta, and they're trying to make it a more harsh setup so there's more motivation to win as opposed to just get kills. 
it's much harder to win if, say, one team is on TeamSpeak and another would be on, you know, um, no communication whatsoever. So I think they realize that if they want to have that more aggressive, uh, hardcore economy that's going to penalize you when you screw up, you have to give people the tools to succeed as well. Otherwise, people are just going to get frustrated and leave the game. Yeah. Can you imagine, for uh, for an instance, um, it's it's sort of like put it in perspective for Darren and uh, Alex and Greg and all those who have played MWO with us. When we'd roll in and, on a server and we were all on TS3, all grouped up, we knew our mechs, I knew, you know, coordinated, it was pretty much rollover. Steam, you know, just, eh, it, you couldn't do anything. I mean, it was like a force to be reckoned with. Now put that oh, in MWO. Wow. Okay, well, my I was strong, my back was strong, I carried. So either or. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, throw it in MWO's perspective. Hey, we're not going to offer voice. Not everyone's used to TS3. So you, I, I guarantee in beta, you had groups, uh, however big group size they allow in the beta. I guarantee there's groups that were all grouped together on TS3, very, very organized, and just rickrolled people. And I I have a feeling this is sort of where that stemmed from of, oh, shit, we, we better help the, the pubs out. Well, it's not just that. It's also enhancing their user experience. Uh, when I played MechWarrior Living Legends for the first couple times, I I did it on my own. You know, I didn't want to necessarily play with friends while I was still awful. So I got used to the controls, and I walked around, and I got brutally slaughtered. But it wasn't that fun. I had trouble finding targets. I had trouble figuring out what was going on in the battle. I didn't really have any anyone to turn to for how to play the game or any tips, that sort of stuff. And then I logged on and started playing with Alex and Phil, and it was like night and day. Uh, they were calling out targets, exchanging intel. Uh, if I had questions, I could ask them, and they were very handy. And you you want a player that's coming into your game, you want them to have that second experience, where they're immediately brought into the community. It's easy for older players to reach out and sort of guide them. Isn't that bit. a standard, though, for today's games? I mean, EVE Online. I mean, can you imagine trying to have a 250-man fleet without voice comms at all. Right, which is why Eve has an in-game voice client. It's not very good, but it's there. That's, yeah, I mean, communication is key in all aspects, including your marriage, if you're interested. But, um, Ooh, that doesn't one... say anything about your week. Okay, <laughs> Yes. The the <laughs> the uh, The one thing, though, that I have an issue with is that I have not played one game yet where in-game the in-game communication has been even decent. It's always been buggy. It's always driven me crazy. Uh, I hope they are different. Well, I will say um, in-game voice of like EVE, uh, um, Battlefield. So this brings up a point. Can you shut people up? You know, uh, I, I, I will make the, the analogy of, you know, that five-year-old kid, you know, and... The answer is no. And, and game like World of Tanks has its own in-game... VOIP and same thing. What what happens? It's for sure going to happen. You get into a tank company and you're going to just hear way too many five year olds screaming and it drives me insane. And then the other problem is no friggin' control. You know, that's what makes TeamSpeak or Vent so popular is that you have complete control over who you're listening to or not listening to. I'm just thinking of like. Uh... In some of the BattleTech novels against the clans, the the Highlanders would 
um, they got the, the codes to the clan's uh, network systems communications, and so they would blast constantly bagpipes. And the clans, you know, kind of think, talk to each other. And, you know, someone just mentioned Highway to Hell. So you almost you almost imagine, like, getting on someone's comms or this voice over IP and, and just blaring, you know, music so people can't, you know. And you laugh. Some of you are like, oh, that'd be... Gangnam people, Style. If, yeah, if you, if you give problem. that tactic, if you give that to someone, someone's going to use it to their advantage. So maybe Doing that's so a... Warm. Yeah, maybe it's a warning for people. Uh, that's where TS3 comes in handy. You can set it up with APIs. Um, you can set up with certain access. So only you know. So basically, people aren't allowed to uh, hop in and, and mess with you. So. And the two best functions ever: mute and ban. Yes, but here's the thing: in-game voice over IP. That's not what it's there for. It's not there to replace Vent and Teamspeak three and Grade Call. Of course. It's- it is designed to give players that don't yet have that as an option. They're not part of that community, or they're not part of a, a unit, or a guild, or whatever. Or you they call didn't it. do any research. Or maybe well, they're just new to gaming in general, and they don't know any better. You give them this option so that at least they're on a level playing field, or have an opportunity to be in a level playing field. It's also a great recruiting tool. Um, I mean, it, that's one of the things is that I view it as a way, as a unit leader, to be able to, oh, this guy wants to be good, but he's not being able to communicate. You're able to say, hey, dude, no, you need team speak, you need this, we'll hook you up, and get that person on the right path. It, it is that extra branch of communication that lets you do that. Yep. Well, I think we've talked enough about the voice, so let's move on. We've got MechWare Tactics. Um, again, uh, Vincent, uh, you got to play and enjoy this. And I like, I've, I believe beta is live. And so that being said, the beta, um, they actually made a post on the 23rd of August that um, about the beta keys. Now, some people are getting direct access. Some people, it was delayed. But from my knowledge and the little bird whispering on my shoulders, I believe beta has commenced. So for those out there that are playing, I hate you. Or maybe I'll I join can, you soon. Who knows? I can confirm that, but uh, they will not give any access to anyone even remotely associated with the media right now because it's so early. Yep. Good news. The Panther that they did. There's a 3D turnaround. They also released the Dragon Bio. Now, is it just me or the... The designs they've recently released are more and more at least iconic in some way, shape, or form. I agree. I think it's because they might have actually listened to some of the complaining about the the cartoony look and coloring of some of them. Because since then, then, it seems to have really, they really have dialed it back a bit. You know, and some of the designs they've sort of got, they sort of married them. You know, like that uh, one that had the missiles coming out of these things that look like uh, machine gun well, magazines. Well, aesthetically, they they still look like that. As far as that's part of their aesthetics with the color scheme and stuff. Like I that. think they're a lot more toned down. You don't think so? So do I. They've been using a lot more greens and browns. They've been kind of going <clears throat> more military uh, camoing and so forth, paint jobs, whatever. It's true. Ever since I changed my medication, the Paisley ones, <laughs> yeah. they're gone, man. I don't see those at all anymore. I mean, that but, Panther is badass. I mean, it's extremely yeah. threatening. Not, I don't think it looks cartoony at all. Well, I actually was able to ask the the head developer about that because as a as a hardcore battle tech guy myself, I said, "What would you say 
all the all of the BattleTech guys out there because you know it's that that's their core audience. That's what this game you know would you'd think before. And the response was, you know, listen, we understand that it's not going to be exactly the same, but we want you to come out, try our game. We're, we're, we're trying to move in the spirit of it. We want to make it more accessible to the average person, make it more accessible to the layman without dumbing it down. And from the gameplay I've seen, I do think they've done that. Uh, I mean, even the Atlas, I feel like, I think they've changed the model since we've seen it originally. It does actually, it did not look as cartoony. And when it's on the map, I think it's easy for uh, the abstract images to look a little bit more cartoony. When they're on the map, they did not really feel cartoony per se. I was actually more frustrated with the UI issues, which just come from it being an alpha, than any of that stuff grabbing my attention. Yeah. But you've noticed that their designs, albeit, yeah, they, they're not exactly Tiro, which I'm glad don't be Tiro. Um, but that's the aesthetics they went with. And I think, you know, if you can look past that and just enjoy the game, game, look past. Don't be just a surfer's person. Look what's actually there. I mean, you guys complain about, you know, games coming out, they look freaking awesome, and they turn out like shit. You know, at least this game's yeah, coming it, out, it's looking awesome. Yeah, you know, it not look exactly what you want, but... I don't think it's even looking past it. I mean, I think it's just looking at it with a different pair of eyes, basically, which is I can appreciate the artwork they're doing and the design that they're doing, and I like the fact that they're trying to be a little bit more different, but what I think is like you were just saying the most important thing about this is going to be the gameplay and is it fun yeah that's that's bottom line i can tell you right now it is i was i was kind of a skeptic because of it it doesn't look the same and i feel like you know 35 years of history why would you change things but the gameplay is fun i want in the beta so badly but since i was wearing an ngng t-shirt they think i'm somehow associated with you guys you got the shaft because i can't have that Someone didn't play with your unit because never mind. Um, so we've got PAX 2012. Vincent was there. A ton of people there. Now, did you guys know? And if you have, you've, if you haven't watched this, now we're just going to talk about this a little bit because I actually haven't been able to follow this. A video was released with Total Biscuit sitting down with the developers at Micro Tactics and giving a breakdown. It's like 37 minutes long or something like that. And it's way better than actually, uh, yes. way better than Partial Biscuits video. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, uh-huh. we'll get it linked real quick, um, and we'll make sure to talk about it next week um, in length. Again, I, I just got linked to me earlier today, and I haven't been able to watch it all. But moving on, we've got the devs asking, again, they're coming. Every single time I go to their website or you know, we do a podcast, they're always asking you, hey, what, what's your favorite? How many people do you want in your match? This week, they're saying, what's your favorite color scheme or pattern? You know what? Link it if you have it available. Show us what you you know what you want. These guys are reaching out there because what pairs well with a Merlot? <laughs> I thought uh, you, no more. <laughs> I thought you were gonna no, tell I us. Just do these things to interrupt you, dude. Go ahead. No, okay. No problem. <laughs> Derail. Uh, they actually had a Dev Diary One video. Really cool. I was actually watching this uh, when it first came out in the parking lot to the grocery store. I was like, oh, my girl was like, are you coming in? I was like, no, I've got business to attend to. I had to watch it. Um, Phil, you make yourself sound like your life is one of those memes. You know, like the, the guy sitting in front of the computer and the girlfriend is behind him, you know, like, come on. And he's just, no, no she, I'm busy. She fully Somebody supports, said something wrong on the internet, you know. She fully supports my addiction. I, of course, oh, you know, I had to watch it to make sure I could give you guys the news correctly and accurately. Fair enough. It's called integrity. 
You should have no. some. <laughs> no, they're only getting away with my success. All right. Um, definitely give it a watch. Really cool things. One, you actually get to see who the hell these guys are developing the game. Uh, I, I want more. I, I want them to continue doing these dev diaries more. If you're listening and you're working on this project more, you're doing a great job. We want to see more. Beat us. M-O-A-R. More. Or is that like Moore? Like Dennis Moore. Dennis Moore. Or a Moore. Roger Moore. Real quick, um, on the Roger tactics, uh, with the Chris Clarou, and uh, I think that's how you pronounce that. I don't, I'm going to fill that totally. Anyway, um, uh, and uh, then it was, what is his name? I apologize. Yes, um, that Chris, guy. Both, Chris, both, Chris, you're correct yeah, about Chris. Of, that's how his name yeah. is. Both of the guys in the dev diary, I, 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 they were there helping fans play the game. They are totally cool and very, very open to questions and, 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 and thoughts. I mean, I think I feel like at MechWarrior Tactics can be so much more. Right now, they need the support. And, and if you don't love the art style, if you don't feel like it's exactly what you wanted, support them anyway. Then go make your own damn want- game. Well, no, no. Support them anyway. They do want to go in that direction. They do want planets. They do want campaigns. They do want metagames. But they have it's A, B, C, and then D. You have to give them the support now. They are trying to do it. I mean, and you have to respect that. It, it is. I had a total blast. I, seriously, I spent like two thirds of packs just hanging around that room, either playing with Catalyst Games or talking to those guys. They they are doing a great job. That and, and there was probably free beer, whatever. The, the after parties Booth are babes. amazing. Open bars everywhere. It's wonderful. <laughs> That's um, what you pay 60 bucks for, man. Now, <laughs> now, with that, they also have the Dragon 3D turnaround. Again, covering stuff that's happened over the t- past two weeks. Uh, the Stalker was introduced. Um, what do you guys think about that artwork? I mean, the one, we all know the giant walking penis. At least it doesn't look like a giant walking penis anymore. Or Come on. do you still see a penis? Is that still in your I'm, I'm looking at it hard, looking for the penis. <laughs> we don't care how you're looking at it. What yeah, do you think well, of the way it looks? It might be, like, circumcised. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. Your past is coming back to haunt you, man. Um, this is the kind of classic content we come to this podcast. That's right. We bring you quality, damn it. Um, this is not my favorite working of the stalker in fact fds is my favorite but... i don't think the loadout that's listed in the 3f is what we see in the picture i think it's the same situation with the catapult that we saw it's not the same um they have different obviously i think uh vincent when you swap out weapons and stuff does it actually phys- it changes your geometry you actually see the weapon model right i did not get an play with it enough but yes that is what they're going for i do know that for a fact that is what they want to do is uh that's why they've gone with kind of that omni mech feel is that they want when you change something they want the weapons to pile up whatever they are gotcha yeah they're going for that sort of aesthetic i'd like uh again i think it's uh different i'm not f- against it it's, i think it it's... looks like something batman would pilot on <laughs> honestly it looks closer to a catapult than a stalker in it my does. opinion that's i was just thinking that it looks sort of like uh i'm sure if you put the catapult next to it though the 85 tons compared to 65 would probably show but yeah yep. the, the the in general actually the scaling is pretty good i mean the atlas is very intimidating when put next to a hunchback in game it, it does work very well that way 
And if you look at the heat efficiency, it's crap. Or, you know, it's <laughs> it's not great, but short range... It's not and Scottish, long... it's crap. We need to be able to hit everything on all ranges. We don't care about the heat. Okay, well, just take a few stalkers, because apparently it can, it's, it's there, uh, you know. All right, so that was the stalker. We've actually got dev question from today that released, and they say, Sensor Gameplay Fog of War. List your favorite features about each how you think they should be implemented, how you see them impacting the game, which is actually really, really cool because the tabletop concern, you always saw what was there, right? It's not like you can hide it. Now, this was changed up with uh, Mega Mech because you can turn on advanced rules and stuff so units don't show up until they're like in your line of sight. But sensors and gameplay. Um, so give me your feedback. If you, if you have an idea, dude. And here's the thing. They may already have a basis for what they're going for, but what could happen is you could post a long spiel or even a short little answer, and it could be the le- that last little piece of the puzzle they need to figure it out. So, you know, if you don't post, sort of like not and they're And they're one of those companies that are asking all the time for input, so it's only our fault if we don't give it. Yeah, actually, they were doing the exact same thing. Everyone who played at PAX, they got questions afterwards. What did you like? What didn't you? I don't know if they did that with Total Biscuit. I was there, but I wasn't. Uh, there was a kind of a crowd there. You start quite following. But, uh, I mean, they, they really do want your feedback, and I, I thought that was pretty cool. It, it was a very back and forth with, you know, oh, hey, I like this. I like I, I don't like that. Why the hell did you do that to the Hunchback? Oh, this is why, you know, kind of thing. I'm... <sighs> I was actually recently having a conversation with someone, you know, I said, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to tactics in a way that is different from MWO um, because, you know, I do enjoy the tabletop and uh, the ability to play the tabletop with other people in where I'm at right now is just sort of non-existent. So to be able to um, play easily, step away and be able to come back and continue where we are going, ah, I just, that was the one, like, big drawback to playing Mega Mech is, you know, we just couldn't, it was a hassle. You, it almost files. kept, it kept games from getting started because everybody, you know, it's, it's like in your memory still the whole hassle of doing it the last time. And, you know, and so it just kept us from playing games. I think this is going to be so accessible that uh, we're going to be playing it a lot. Yep. And especially mobile devices, they said any device that can run unity now, the only problem with that is I have an iPhone, Unity. They don't have a plug-in for that. They need to work on that so I can play it on my iPhone. Just think about that. The market you're trying to reach, the ability to play Unity games on iPhones. Well, I, I would honestly, with their user interface right now, I wouldn't want to play it on a touchscreen setup at the moment. I, that could change, so I hope it does because I would love to be able to play it on a tablet. I would be in my hammock all the time just doing that. So very, very cool. Um, you've got the ask the dev thread. They're always asking for questions. There's always, you know, they're always wanting feedback. So, uh, there you have it. Uh, we also have, uh, again, we mentioned this last time, MechWare Living Legends, their planetary league started up and it has been huge. Like they're during this weekend, they had 40 to 50 different people. You had the Russians on here. You had the Germans on here. You had uh, multiple different other units playing each other. Um, so if you play MWLL, get involved with it. It's really, it seems like the guys are enjoying it. Um, and of course, you can always check out uh, mechlivinglegends.net. Go to the general section of the forums. 
hit up the units. Someone will help you out there. I, I really wish this would have been there in place when um, our clan was really involved with MWL. I, I really do. I mean, I agree. In fact, I mean, that's when they were testing it and I tried to get in, but it just wasn't convenient with the time that I was able to play. Uh, I desperately wanted that. And of course, desperately want all of the logistics in MWO. Why are you so desperate? Because I am a desperate man. Gosh, don't think Rebecca would like to hear that. That's why it takes him so long to edit the show. He's got to do it when she's not around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. All right, so no updates on Tactical Command. Sorry, nothing for you. It is. It's progressing. It's just. It's. I'm. It's nothing I can tell you, but it's progressing. Yeah, I. I don't know. I'll remain positive, but I'm still disappointed. The clans and NWO. I do have some information here. This is an. Uh, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy exclusive, actually. Uh, I talked to Brian about it. Um, obviously, we know we all already we're going to be able to play the clans. They are working on a system currently to make it so that anyone who plays as clans or with clan tech has to obey clan rules. That is what they're trying to do. They said yeah, He told me that, obviously, it's very early. They don't know if they're going to be able to completely implement it, but that is the end goal right now. Oh, and for those who don't know... Basically what happens, the clans run off a total honor system. It's like uh, one-on-one duels is where it's at, and basically you honor that. And if you break that at any point in time, it becomes a total mess. And so this, that, the initial invasion uh, of the clans into the Inner Sphere, one, it took the Inner Sphere by surprise because, you know, technology, the efficiency... The, you know, training of the clans, it was up there. You know, they started steamrolling. The problem with it is, is once the Inner Sphere figured out, hey, these guys are locked down to fight this particular way, we can use this against them. And one of the great stories I think that sort of stands out is uh, when the Draconis combine lured in a smoke jag unit into a swamp. And what they did is it was a swamp filled with trees and everything. Well, they littered it with, like, metal, like, uh, it's almost like... Shrapnel. Yeah, tinsel. Like, you know, on tree, a tinsel, you know, yeah. tree. It's almost like they littered the entire thing with that. They had mechs hidden underneath the water in the swamp and mechs hidden in different locations. And because of the honor system, the clans, um, basically, it's like a bidding system. Like, well, okay, how, you know, where where are we going to fight? And then you, you declare where we're going to fight, and then I say, okay, well, I'm going to bring this amount of forces and blah, blah, blah. Well, anyways, they agreed to f- meeting the Draconis Combine on their own field of battle. And so when the the Smoke Jaguars got there, um, the unit leader in charge took his one star and said, you know, this was my responsibility. I'll take charge. And charge right in, of course. They all get massacred. And... Uh, well, it the unit leader actually ends up committing suicide. Yeah, basically. well... Well, he has it, someone else shoot him outside on the mech, yeah. It, yeah, and it, it's uh, unique because this was still sort of early on in the clans as far as interaction with outsiders in the Inner Sphere, but it was your first sort of witness to how the system could be used against them. Well, and, and uh, the, the DC agreed that they negotiated so that they'd have to leave their mechs. They got, like, it was one or two stars of clan mechs to study if they won. Yeah, it was a big slap in their face. So, um, 
I'm actually very, very interested. Sorry about the rant, but I'm actually interested to how they'll lock down that you have to be um, engaged with a specific target. Now, that all being said, what happens is if there's an engagement going on and I'm engaging Darren one-on-one combat and Darren's a Intersphere's free birth and he shoots another mech during this engagement, it becomes a total melee. It, it, it opens a door. Free for all. Then the clans aren't. Um, they're not subjected to just one-on-one. Then they can do concentrated fire. But that's the thing is... Uh, so you could see where someone could get lured in in a one-on-one situation and then just get rickrolled. So, uh... Well, I can tell you, uh, Brian seems very enthusiastic about the concept. I, I really felt like that is the direction he wants to go, and the only reason it wouldn't happen would be technical difficulty. Yeah, the, the design of it would be really cool. I'd, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. But uh, So... Back on topic, mech tech. Now I'm just going to say this for all you non-believers. Ask yourself this. Who the hell is James Taylor? Okay, I've everybody together. Who the hell is James <laughs> Taylor? I'm just saying. I told you who I think he is. It just so happened that a particular white feather was on the last time we were talking about him. Blah, blah, blah. Take it or leave it. Is mech tech involved with heavy gear? I'm going to say yes. Whether you believe it or not is your own downfall. You're saying mech tech equals Stompy Bot Productions equals heavy gear. Heavy gear. I'm saying there's a connection. And there's feathers in there or something. Yes, many yeah. feathers. Oh, feathers? Is this like the Ted T guys, the, the bird men in the mech? No. No. Okay, no. just checking. <laughs> And, of course, you've got heavy gear. There's actually no new news about heavy gear. Uh, but as soon as there is, we'll let you know. I'm actually pretty Well, you kind of just did almost, you know, without committing yourself. So that was very clever. Was it? Did it take you aback? You have a cunning plan. And, of course, we've hit 653 likes on Facebook. And I know a lot of you don't like Facebook. Um, but you so- like us. Yeah, you know, give us a like, help us out. Uh, it just sort of helps us keep track of, you know, how many people we got listening and whatnot. Well, it also, I mean, realistically, it also is a way for us to communicate with people uh, quickly. You know, we can make a Facebook post saying we're going to do the show today at a different time or, you know, this new artwork is available or check out this video and it gets to people quicker than if we posted it on our own website. Yeah, most stuff. And we've been getting a lot of Facebook uh, uh, feedback and website feedback. So, again, spread the word. And, again, keep an eye out on the webpage because within the next week, and, again, I say this willy-nilly without letting Darren know, within next week we will have the new T-shirt ordering and the ability to – anyways, you'll see. So all of you Here, – Here's the beauty of what it's going to be. You go there. You order the shirt. It's shipped directly to you. No middleman cheaper price and more options and not that we didn't appreciate and of course we did vincent everything that you did for us uh with a t-shirt and it was a big hit everybody loves their t-shirt uh except for the few who haven't gotten theirs yet i feel sorry for the international people who have to wait for that uh, over the border shipment shit but anyway it's going to be easier mostly for me and uh for you the consumer so it'll be a good thing coffee mugs mm-hmm. shot glasses you guys that, name it. Yes. Flasks. Yes. All the Seabulls are going to want shot glasses, just to let you know. So, plan for that. Condoms. And like I said, Shimmering Sword is working on the Rifleman 
and it is amazing. Great work. I can't wait to see the finalized version. He's working on it. And so to end the show, I'd like to say thank you guys to the community. Appreciate the hard work. Adam, thank you so much for putting all the time and effort in the unit directory. He forked out his own money to help get the software and then also literally spent hours on the phone with customer support in India. Yes, he is the man. So, Adam, thank you again. Thank you, uh, thank you, sir. To everyone else of our members, hope you enjoyed your time off. Now it's time to get back to work, you slackers. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. You're next, Greg. No, Greg. This is Greg. <laughs> that, that was Greg. <laughs> All right, let's do, let's do that again. Okay. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Greg. That sounded like a Mexican or something. <laughs> this is Greg. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, this is George. And I'd like to say thank you to Vincent for all the information and packs goodies. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Mm-hmm.